The Deviation Podcast. Welcome to the Deviation Podcast. My name is Paige, and I am so excited to say that Wally is here with me. Um, If you've ever been on Black Rifle's website, you've likely heard of him. He's incredible. Um, His full name is Mohammed Wally Taslim. He served in the Afghan military as an Afghan commando. He was Afghanistan's special operations unit. He served for 13 years, conducted over 1,500 combat missions, oftentimes supporting America's special operations teams. He speaks five languages. He's a father of six, a husband, and now he works with some of the incredible men he actually served with at Black Rifle Coffee Company. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Yeah, like you said, my name is Mohammed Walid Aslim. Yeah, uh, I came from Afghanistan. Uh, the reason I came uh, here, uh, like you said, uh, I work. Uh, I was an Afghan commando, and worked together with the U.S. Uh, Special Forces for 13 years. We done a lot together, especially with uh, Mr. Jeff, Evan, and back in Afghanistan. Yeah, you've lived quite a few <laughs> lives already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a different. So where? I mean, let's let's start from the beginning. Okay. So you grew up. Initially in Afghanistan, right? Uh, uh, no, uh, I started the life from Pakistan. The reason why from Pakistan, uh, because uh, when the Russia was in Afghanistan, my family had uh, some hard time in Afghanistan. Uh, there were Mujahideen. They moved from Afghanistan to Pakistan. We were in Peshawar, Pakistan, and they got a support from U.S. at that time, and they were fighting Russia in Afghanistan, but they were live in uh, uh, Pakistan. My uncle, he was a commander for Mujahideen, and my brothers, they were the soldier for my uncle, and he was a big commander for Mujahideen. And my father, he was a education person uh, in a, uh, Pakistan. Then the reason we were in Pakistan because the uh, the life was danger for my family. When the Russia was uh, moved from Afghanistan, then my family moved uh, from. Pakistan back to Afghanistan then we were Mujahideen my family then when the after when the Taliban come to Afghanistan my family uh, we had a hard life again when the Taliban was in Afghanistan then my uncle he was uh, uh, he was general he was close to Masood he was one of the big commander for Mujahideen uh, Masood, when the Taliban was in Afghanistan, he was uh, close to Masood. Then my oldest brother, they moved back to Pakistan, and we had a, my family had a hard time back when the Taliban was in Afghanistan. We spent a lot of hard uh, life in Afghanistan <clears throat> until uh, the September 11 when that happened here in America, and the Taliban, uh, the Al Qaeda, they killed Masood in Afghanistan. And when the American came and helped Mujahideen to take kick out the Taliban from Afghanistan, then my family came back on power. Like my uncle, he was a general. And first uh, in 2002, I start. Uh, uh, 
I was a bodyguard for my uncle for a short time. Then the American Special uh, Forces, they asked my uncle and uh, introduced some of your close people to work uh, with us because I was his nephew and he introduced me with some of my other friends and we started work together with the U.S. Special Forces. I start from the basic, then I came team leaders, uh, squad leader, company commander uh, for a long time. Then I moved. I was a master trainer. Then after that, come back to uh, company commander. Uh, yeah, I was an Afghan commando for 13 years. I start from the basic training, team leaders, uh, squad leader. Like, Do you I, remember, like... Do you remember when you found out that you were going to, like, you were going to go to basic training and you were going to, like, take things up a notch? Were you excited? Like, what went through your mind? Yeah. Uh, the reason, uh, you know, we had a hard time before that. When the Taliban was in uh, Afghanistan, uh, I remember one day I went to school. <clears throat> I had a little bit long uh, hair, and my teacher, he met on me, and he told me, cut your hair next time when you came in. That was a time to continue education. I was young, but they not let me to do, and I stopped education. I was <clears throat> waiting for the government, the good government, as an Afghan, as a human. But uh, when the American came to support us, then I was very happy to support myself, support my family, support the country, support the people, and I was very excited to work for my uncle, then join American because American came to our country and help us help our country and I was very interested to start work and I was very and bef and the other thing I was a good sportman I was a boxer uh, boxing champion and cake box champion and I done some taekwondo and that was easy for me on the basic training uh, I had a really <laughs> <laughs> good physical then the there was a few reasons why I uh, when I start on uh, from the basic training I went up quick the first thing, I was a good. I had a good health, and and I would love the country. I was honest on my work uh, because I passed uh, my not just me, whole my family, almost all the country passed the hard life. We want to work hard and make uh, country stronger. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was a good time. Uh, American came with the good power and with a lot of money to help the Afghan people, Afghan government, in Afghanistan. Because, I mean, pr prior to that, I mean, even if you had joined the military, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong on this, but my understanding is even if you had joined the military, it wasn't, it wasn't like you were necessarily safe, if you will, because a lot of the commanders aren't, aren't good and they'll like skim off the top and things like that. Is that, is yeah, that right? The, uh, at that time, yeah, it's still a uh, danger or under threat. Uh, because like from uh, from my family, yeah, my uncle when I was bodyguard with him, my same uncle he was a general. He killed by the suicide attack in two thousand nine, and he killed in two thousand nine. And I came uh, on their ambush. That they tried to the Taliban. They tried to kill me a few time, and they surround my house. And even I was uh, not worried about that because I grew up in that country before. I joined, I lost my brothers, I lost my sister, and my father was wounded. I lost my uncles, I lost my cousins, we lost a lot of the members. And uh, one day, I remember, that was uh, 2013, me and my American uh, brother, we were together in our conversation, I got a phone call. That was not the first time when I got a phone call. That was 
always they were calling me and they were said we kill your uncle and my brother also he supports the American and he was also one of the high person for the Afghan government and they tried to kill him they put Daidi on the road and he came on their ambush but the guard keep him safe uh, for me and we were in conversation in our unit I got a phone call we had an interpreter when I was and my American friend he told me just put your last speaker your phone and he told me we not uh, you didn't stop work and we told you few times to stop work with the American you didn't uh, stop work but we tried to kill you and that's time we kidnap your kid when he heard my friend when he heard that word today want to kidnap my kid and he went to the office and he told me Wally because you work a lot for us and we need to take care of you or your family then just they said we will help you we want to take you to America from Afghanistan wow <laughs> yeah the, yeah, I was uh, always in, like, when you said, yeah, that's true, I've done uh, more than 1,500 uh, missions. We were always in the combat. Um, but when they said we were kidnapped, your kid, or then that was a little bit hard for me. We want, yeah, just, I was anxious to move from Afghanistan to America. Oh, of uh, Save life for myself, more for my kid and my wife for their future. How old were you at that point? Uh, when I moved from Afghanistan to here, uh, that was I was thirty. Thirty. Yeah, okay. four years ago. Now I'm thirty-four. Yeah, when I joined the, um, uh, I was seventeen. I was young when I met, when I joined. So how did you how did you handle that? Because so much of the death that you just talked about happened when you were really young, didn't it? Yeah, uh, like I said, yeah, before that, I grew up in a family like we were always uh, facing the trade. Uh, uh, before I born, my uncle, he was a commander for, uh, he was a big commander for Mujahideen. He was killed, and he was killed, and my brothers was killed, and one of my sus- sisters, she is killed by the Russia sniper. Yeah, I pass a lot, that kind of hard day in my life. How? How did you deal with that? Like, how did you even process any of that? Because weren't you, like, somewhere around age 7 or under age 7? Uh, at that time, we were, I was in Pakistan. We were in Pakistan. Okay, so yeah. that was after. Yeah, that okay. was after. I was in Pakistan uh, when that happened to uh, my brother. And before that, uh, that happened to my sister and my other brother and my uncles. And I think I was around 10, 9 to we move, we move from Pakistan back to Afghanistan. And when the Taliban was in Afghanistan, we had a hard time uh, too. They always came, they surround my, our house and they came into our house and they were always coming and they were asking for the open and they were said like, you guys have a gun, you guys supporting like Mujahideen. They were no like I'm from the we were from the big uh, Mujahideen family, but we honestly we had a hard time at that time too, and the, especially the and this last from after 2002 when I joined with American, and I was very interested. I was happy to what I'm doing because the reason we pass a hard time in our back life and and I did everything from my heart because. My family, the people from our country, our country would need, uh, they're human, they need the happy and love, love, but always, I want that. Yeah, to be able to take a deep breath too and know that like your family's (laughs) going to be okay if you close your eyes for a minute. 
Yeah, uh, like especially right now, I'm here. I always worry about the rest of the family and still their life is straight. But we always pray for them. Nothing to do anything else. Just pray for them to God keep them safe. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you've done absolutely everything you can. It's. Yeah. I mean, it's really with how hard it is to get to America, never mind to get your whole family here. It's, it's amazing that you guys are here. And you... Yeah. You had, didn't you have like letters from senators and like really high ranking officials to help you get here? And it yeah. still took a long time, didn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah, uh, the process uh, stake, we, uh, that process was took uh, two years uh, for me. And because I was in my last day, I was in my duty. You know, I flew from Afghanistan in February 7 and February 8th, sorry, and they keep me until February 7th. And next day, I resigned my job on February 7th in 2015, and I was there on my last day. But uh, because I was together with American, if that hard for the people who are not uh, working together with American or who they stop work, their life is dan- uh, danger that hard for them to come out. Like, especially my brother, he's an, uh, an officer. He support a lot, but that hard for him to come here. And that true, his life is really under uh, threat, and that hard for him to come here, take a visa. It's not easy. Uh, it's not easy. Like, my mom, she's, uh, she, four months ago, she, she's still sick. She, her left hand and left uh, uh, leg stop work, and my family took her to the India for good uh, doctors. And she's a little bit better, but I really miss uh, her because she, I really love my mom. And but that's hard for me to go visit back or to see her, my family. And they not let me to go, and my wife, uh, she not let me to go. And that hard for me to I sponsor him here especially my mom or member of the family how do you deal with that uh, it's hard it's just like always talking with the phone there's no way you know you know when I was there my uh, life was every second every second minute an hour every day was under the threat yeah uh, right now it's more difficult if I go, that would be more difficult and more hard because they were thinking he was here with American. He worked with American. A lot of them, they know what i done, what I was. And if I go from America, that would be more difficult, more hard for me to go visit the family or that would be more difficult, more hard. So it's likely if you were, were to go visit that there would just be like a huge death threat on your head. Yeah. Okay, that... Gosh, that is really screwed up. Man. So how did you, I mean, you're so young and you have so much weight on your shoulders. I mean, be, simply because because of where you live. Uh, how did you how did you handle that? Like, I mean, you're I know this is only like the second time we're meeting, but um I got to interview Jeff and he's an incredible person and he absolutely loves you, obviously. <laughs> all of these incredible, I mean, all of these incredible men vouch for you. And I've read your story, and it's, I mean, you're, you're an incredible human being. How, like, how have you, I don't know, 
stay, like not let all of this affect you. Like if you were some angry man, I would understand. Like you would have every right to be with all that you've been through. How are you not though? Uh, honestly, uh, uh, like I said, I grew up in a big family. You know, my family, they were always supporting the people. Like, uh, you know, in our culture, they call by Shora. The Shura, uh, if there's an issue that not common uh, solved by the government, then the oldest, uh, the oldest, they are coming together, then talk about and uh, finish or fix that issue. And the first thing, my father, he was a high education person. He was very smart guys. And beside that, uh, my uncle, he was a, a chief of Shura, and like, uh, and also after my uncle, my brother, he was a chief of Shura. Like, we were always in the problem. How can talking to the people? How can fix their issue? How can help the people? How can connect the people with the government? And um, the, sometimes the issue between the public, uh, the government, and the people talk about that. How can you know? Like, I grew up in that kind of family, always between the uh, people, and. If you read, uh, search about my family, they done a lot of that kind of happy thing. But I learned from my family and from my oldest, like from my father, from my uncles. I learned from them. They had the same life back. Like I said, my father, he was an education person, and he got wounded before he moved to Pakistan few times. And my my brothers, my uncle, like yeah. <laughs> in that kind of family. Because your, your dad was the, wasn't he the chief of education in Afghanistan? Yeah, yeah he was a chief of education in my province. Uh, the I'm from east of Afghanistan, I'm from Lahman, and he was a chief of education in Lahman province. But in Pakistan, when he, they moved, uh, uh, I, I'm not remember at that time, but I remember when I grew up there, uh, he was a uh, deep education in Pakistan. After when they moved from Pakistan to Afghanistan, and that he didn't get a job because that time was uh, he was don't like at that time. But when the American came to Afghanistan, and he got a request from the people, and he got a job. Then he came uh, chief of education for Lahman province, and now he's passed away, and now the people call him by the father of education of Lahman province. Wow. Yeah, he done a lot for the the education part for Lahman people. Yeah. Would you say? Would you say he's the person you most look up to? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, he owned it few time, and they tried to kill him, and for few reason. The first reason he was a smart guy. You know, he was always thinking the good way for the pe- for the people, and and also my brothers and they were mujahideen at that time when the Russia was in Afghanistan and. Yeah, before they moved to Pakistan, the Russia killed one of my brother, and they killed one of my sister. She was at home. She got a shot by the Russia sniper in Afghanistan, because they were know my family. Then after, then my they at that time they uh, killed my sister and brother, and my father came uh, wounded, and my uncle killed, and one of my other uncle he got a shot on his neck, and my other cousin he got a shot on he lost in his eye and one of my brother he came on mine he lost one of his uh, leg then they made decision to go uh, Pakistan Pakistan was a Peshawar was a safe for my family yeah that like you said that was true that was hard for me <clears throat> I'm a very responsible person 
I was not always thinking about myself like my pa- like my parents like my brothers I was always thinking about family and the friend and the people in the country yeah <clears throat> that was not hard for me to work hard and the hardest thing was that like always uh, her yeah there was a suicide attack there's a omen kill there was a kid kill there was a a public kill, there was the Afghan army kill, that kind of thing. And that thing, that was really sad, but that kind of stuff gave me more energy to stay in front of the Taliban and fight them more. Because the the way I trace, I uh, trace the way uh, like my father done for the people, for the country, my uncles, they done for the uh, country. And I'm very happy, I done a lot of good things as a human, for, not just for Afghanistan, the terrorists or the Al-Qaeda is right now almost in all the over the world, I fight for the human. I fight for the world. I trace the right way to stop that kind of stupid thing. Yeah, yeah. So despite the fact that you were surrounded by like corruption and violence and terrible things, yeah. your inner circle, your family, were f- was full of really good people. So that's how you learn to be. Man. And the other quick uh, little uh, s- story, I am not remember my grandfather, you know, <clears throat> and uh, there's a cap- uh, the capital of our, the, we are in fr- uh, place, uh, um, my farm is, you know, there's a buzzer, and we, uh, my pa- uh, my grandfather, he was lived like uh, half mile from the buzzer, and uh, you know, the people, at that time, there was uh, not a lot of transportation, uh, the people were walking to buzzer, and uh, way back, if he was saw, uh, there's a he was businessman, my uh, my grandfather, and like some people, they were rich or they have some stuff for their family, and and there was some a lot of poor people. They don't have the uh, stuff like buy food or that kind of thing for their kid. And my uncle, uh, my sorry, my uh, grandfather, he was always standing on the road when he saw the people they're walking. They don't have something for their kid, and they call them. Hey. They kept them at lunch or breakfast and they gave them some food on plastic bag and told them take that to your home yeah yeah we love and to help the people because always uh, her good from my mom and father and brothers and from the neighbor or from the friend when they were shared the story from my father or from my grandfather and they was and that was gave me energy and to to follow the uh, way who done my grandfather or my father or my uncles yeah so that like path if you will of goodness yeah. started <coughs> quite a bit before your time then yeah yeah and i still i'm uh, i'm really happy i passed really hard life here in america too and i'm really happy right now to find my best friend here and my life is okay right now and in the future when my kid they grow up i really love to go back and help those people back in Afghanistan. Even my kid, if they're coming to be a doctor or engineer, they go back to support the country, support the people who need the help. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is my goal in the future. We went do, you think, do you think that'll be possible? Uh, I hope. Yeah, because uh, right now, uh, especially when uh, the President Donald Trump can be a president, he... Yes, he focused more on Afghanistan. He really want to stop that kind of uh, thing in Afghanistan, especially. Uh, he's saying uh, one of the 
because by the Zalmay Khalilzad in negotiation between the Afghan government or Taliban, he's taken his gun from the America. He's originally Afghan, but that kind of thing that that mean one day we are waiting for that to stop that kind of. Thing. So it's it's possible, like the direction yeah. things are going in, it is possible. It is possible. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> it's possible, uh, or maybe not, uh, for pure reason. The first thing, American, uh, the, the U.S. government, they show uh, as they're honest. They want to uh, Afghanistan the safe country, but the issue for the Afghan people is uh, Pakistan uh, government, not the pa Pakistan public, uh, the Pakistan government, Iran, and. You know, between the Afghanistan is a long to talk about that. You know, there's a they call by Iran. Uh, there's a issue between the Afghanistan and Pakistan. You know, the Peshawar or Pakhtunkhwa is part of Afghanistan. Is over than one thirty one hundred thirty years ago they gave that for hundred years to Pakistan. Is <clears throat> Pakistan is a strong country right now? In Pakistan, not one uh, Afghanistan be a safe country. If Afghanistan can be a safe country, stronger, that means they will talk to them because, yeah, Pakhtunkhwa is a part, uh, part of uh, Afghanistan. And the other thing, <coughs> uh, you know, I done uh, a lot of mission. We got a lot of the bad people. When we were asking, they all crossed the border from Pakistan. They came from Pakistan to Afghanistan or they, they got a support from Pakistan. Uh, Iran, some other countries, and yeah, if these countries stay honest with us, uh, for sure. And the the other baddest thing uh, for the Afghan people, <coughs> you know, a lot of them they are out of education, they not know, and especially the people uh, who live close to the border, uh, they not let their kid go to the school. If some of them they want, but they're scared, that they scare and. Uh, they not let the school and they broke the school or they burned the school and they want to keep uh, those people out of education if someone doesn't have edu education if you <coughs> excuse me if you explain them about the religion thing you know if you go to a Quran for the Muslim uh, religion and the God said if you save one person life that means you save all the human and never they told you to kill someone. <clears throat> but those people, they not know. And if someone doesn't have education, that easy to change their mind and told them something wrong about the education. Right. Sorry, about the religion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that they're changing their mind and they go to Afghanistan and do that kind of stupid thing. That, ma that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you, you were lucky in the sense that even though you grew up around all of that violence, like your family was a good family and they taught you how to be a good person many people I assume don't get that lucky and so they're brought up in a ton of violence and that's what they know is normal right yeah that's true even like <clears throat> in uh, the, the promise I'm from you know my uncle he was a guy he's uh, he support like if I put the, my grandfather or their back and my uncle and especially in this regime when Af American was in Afghanistan and uh, before 2009 he support uh, a lot uh, he support the Afghanistan but he support more the uh, Lahman people the Lahman province uh, but still 
you know who kill uh, who gave a room to uh, uh, the suicide who want to suicide mm. the people from Nagman we have that kind of people and yeah they not know about the religion and that is to change their mind to do something and honestly <coughs> if I don't uh, especially their parents I, I'm a father <coughs> if someone told me I give you all the world by your name cut the hand of your son I will not do that because I really love my kid my family I don't know those people why they let their kid to do that thing they know a lot of them they know they are happy they proud when their kid or their family do that kind of uh, stupid thing the yet the hardest thing uh, if you go on um, politics there's a, a lot of stupid thing going on in Afghanistan especially a lot of intelligent work in Afghanistan and when uh, the Russia was in Afghanistan you know the biggest support the Mujahideen got that one from the US and right now US and Afghanistan but those countries they are not they, they are not honest what what American they're fighting in Afghanistan they're using Afghan people and that means they're fighting America back there and that truth uh, the, the people who they support the American in Afghanistan maybe in Iraq their life is very they under the threat very hard what was how, how many sisters did you have? Um, I have uh, I had uh, fourteen brothers and seven uh, sister, and two of my brothers they are killed from the Russia, and one of my uh, brother he lost his uh, leg, and and one of my sister she is killed by the. Wow, I did not realize you had that <coughs> big of a family. You know, as a religion, you know, one Muslim person. Uh, he can marry with the four wife, and my father had a, a three wife. That's a long story why he had a three you know, wife. But we are uh, from three mother. Yeah, we are uh, fourteen brothers. We were fourteen brothers and seven sister, but two of my brothers they are killed from three mother and one father. Wow. What um. What was it like for your sisters? I mean, because I, I know the being being a woman in Afghanistan or Pakistan is very different from yeah. being a woman in America. Yeah. <clears throat> but with your father being so high up in the world of education, mm-hmm. I mean, did they get to go to school? Like, did they learn? How, how was that for them? Yeah, you know, um, that was a little bit difficult, especially uh, in Lahmat Rawans. My the other thing, my mother she was a teacher too. Really? Yeah. My mom she was a teacher, and my sister, all my sister, when we were in Pakistan, they went to school, and four of my sister they graduate from the high school, and one of my uh, sister, uh, she's uh, graduated from the college. And she read uh, law in Afghanistan, wow. and also to show the world or show the other Afghan ladies. And my sister, last time she was a candidate for the parliament in Afghanistan, she went, but you know, there's some corruption, you know, the other person, this gave some money, and but she, she got a more vote, you know, in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, and my sister, they went to school, and my, beside 
we are, my sister also, we let them to stand up politic because that is for us we show the people like men and women they are the same wow did your grandfather like did your grandfather believe that too yes uh why the reason uh, he let his daughter to go to school my mother before she be a teacher she was a student yeah she went to school from first grade to 12th grade yeah, that's true. That's incredible. And, uh, <clears throat> like uh, I said, I grew up in a family. They were open man uh, family. They were always helping people. Like I told you, my father, he was an education person. First, he let his daughter go to the school, then told other people, showed other people, my daughter, my wife, she's going to school. And you guys need to send your daughter or your wife or your... Man. Yeah. Yes, there's a lot of people, especially the, yeah, they keep their daughter, their sister at home. They not let them to go to the uh, school. And this is not the right way, especially when, if you not let your daughter or your sister to go to the school, be a doctor, if one day your wife or member of your family is sick, you need to send them to the main doctor. Yeah. And that we always uh, told them like uh, we always like still my family their life is danger but my niece and they're going to school and I heard from my brother and my niece uh, she gave a test uh, she will be a doctor she will read the doctor yeah and she started now wow. this year that's amazing yeah are they ever um how is it for them being in school? Like, are do they feel safe in school? Are they threatened? Like, you know, how does that generally, work? Generally, uh, in Afghanistan, when you go out from your home, uh, if, you're pa- if you're part of the government family, you, that's true, your life will be danger. And besides that, you know, there's a lot of, like, suicide attack, that kind of thing. When you go out, always you prepare yourself because you will not know when, what will be happening. So yeah. do the women carry, like, guns with them, or are they walking uh, no. with a man, or how does that work? Uh, no, uh, they are not carry the gun, the women. Especially for my family, yeah, uh, they have someone to take, uh, like my brother or member of the family, to take him to the college or school. Was it weird for you coming, like, I mean, based on who you are and your mindset, I'm assuming it was just kind of weird but amazing yeah. How was it for you to come out here and just like see women driving their own cars and have this whole different <laughs> like world? Like my wife right now, she is driving too. That was really difficult. And before that, true, I grew up in the country. There's a fight for more than my life. And when I came to America, that was a really big shock for me. When I see the women, like they are doctor, they are going to school, they are going to college. They do the same thing like the men do. Mm-hmm. We want that back in Afghanistan too. That was a big shock for me. And but why my wife uh, she's doing the drive because I'm very flexible. Before I move, I told my wife you need to learn. And that was that true. That was a big shock when I came. The first thing, the language shock, the culture shock, and the, see the countries are difficult, different than. The country I came from, that was a big difference, yeah. We learn a lot in this country. 
before before we move into that part of your life, which I still can't believe was only four years ago, um, what was what was it like for you working with the special operations, like the American Special Operations Unit? Because I remember reading something about you where. Um, I think it was in like Coffee or Die magazine, something like that, where someone was talking about just how good you are, like just how good of an Afghan commander you were because of the amount of time and dedication and discipline you put into every task and like the notebook that you would carry around with you and like be able to reteach everything you learned to all of the men under you. Will you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, the, like I said, the first thing uh, when I was there, <clears throat> there was a few reasons when I went uh, up very quick, like I was a healthy sportsman, and beside that I was a hard worker, guys. And the other thing, I was always listening to the, I was always learner, for example, meet people and learn something, still uh, still something, for example, like scale, language, that kind of thing. I love to know more. Like when I was in army, <clears throat> when I joined the special forces, and our first, this is a, like a small example, uh, uh, in a class or at the range, when I learned something for the practice, practice go back to my room, practice at room or stand in front of the mirror and do the practice that thing and always listen and always thinking how can learn and how can do it. Yeah. yeah. And then didn't you like take notes on all of it and then make diagrams and things like that yeah. so you take could a remember note. it? Yeah, take a note <clears throat> always take a note, practice and yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I don't think I mean I've never I've never read about somebody doing that, and it <laughs> and makes sense why you escalated so quickly. And you know, in my past yeah. life, uh, when I was in uh, special forces, you know, I was a soldier. Besides soldier, I know I'm a good breacher, and I'm a good on combat, and I'm a uh, I'm a good trainer. Because when I came to be a master trainer, I train uh, I think more than thousand people. I train people. And I made the assault, uh, the what um, CQB book and ACC, that kind of a lot of thing, because always thinking and learning, and thinking how can make how can go further. That makes a lot of sense. Did you enjoy teaching? Yes, I do. Do you ever think about doing that again? Uh, I really love to. Um, as a human, uh, if you know something. If you share with something, I really enjoy it with that. when I know something to share with the people, yeah. let the people know, and I love to learn and I love to teach people, yeah. And I was really interested uh, in Afghanistan when I was in master trainer. There was a beside our unit, there was other units, and they were know me. I was not know them because they were know me like he's the guys. Uh, when I made some books about the. Uh, that army sub and I send them they were know who made that or <laughs> always enjoy that kind of thing to help or teach people what are what are you most proud of of your time serving uh, the when I was out of my family stay what my other uh, that means my second family second family was my unit and go out from home for two three months 
and stay thirsty, hungry, at sun, cold, and uh, help the people, who, the public, the women, the kid. Yeah, that was I proud of that time too. I was hungry. I was in the summer and the hot weather out on the sun, and I was hungry and thirsty, and helping people. When the people say, "I have some picture in my home," if you see that, I had some food in my bags when I saw the kid, and I had some candy. That was my personal stuff, but I share with the kid with the people. And that kind of thing, the reason I want to make them happy and see them happy. And they had a <clears throat> different man, like they told them who they work, the Afghan government, especially who working with American, they're bad. And we show them and we are not bad, we are here to help you guys. Were people surprised? <clears throat> Some of them, yes, especially in the country people. That's just, I don't know. I love that. I mean, you're starving and you're thirsty and you don't have enough for yourself, but you're still sharing with people who yeah. need it more than you. I, I remember one night I was out from, uh, I was in civilian and we, that, that was in mountain, there was a snow, that was cold. I don't have a blanket, I have just an Afghani clothes and I had a small blanket and I cleaned the floor and I sat for whole night. I was thinking, hey God, make sun, when the sun up and my body come on armor to go further, <laughs> but I passed that kind of life and... Makes you extra grateful, I assume, to have what you have now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, was, what was the journey like getting to, getting to America? Uh, like I said, uh, in 2013, when uh, they tried to kidnap my kid, after they tried to kill me, and and then when my American brother, they heard uh, yeah, my family life is in danger, and they helped me on paperwork, they started, uh, and 2013, that took two years. I came here by the special immigrant visa, they call SIV, special immigrant visa. That special immigrant visa for the people who support the American. Yep, that took two years. Then come to America. When I come to America, I, I flew to Virginia. He was one of my friend. And was it just just you no, at this point, or was it you and your family? That uh, came me with and you? my whole family. Okay. Me, my wife, and kids. Five okay. kids at that time. Uh, honestly, that's true. My life was very under the uh, threat in Afghanistan. That was very dangerous. But I had a very nice life. I had a nice houses. I have the picture from my house. And also, I had a nice cars. When I came here, just I came with a bag of clothes. And I let everything, house, car, everything in Afghanistan. I came here. I start from very basic. When I came to Virginia, <clears throat> the IRC, and they got a house, the government, they give me a house for five, six months, and they pay for the rent, and after that, they stop uh, help. And before I moved from Afghanistan, uh, that was my f f first time to uh, moving from Afghanistan, especially to America. I was never thinking I would be past uh, that kind of uh, difficult life in America. That means when I came there, and the government brought us here, and just... My skill was uh, commando, and the first I start cashier. I was a cashier for 
in Virginia and that was really hard to make nine dollars in one hour and support the family oh, yeah. and pay rent and everything and I was never thinking I would be you know life was dangerous in Afghanistan but America life was not dangerous but that was pretty hard and besides that that was hard for my wife and Kate they are come from different culture and they were not spoke English and they came from the big family, from the rich family, and they start life from very basic. And I was the only one to work outside and make some money to support. That was a hard time, and that was a very hard time in my life. And the other thing, the life in Afghanistan is very easy. You don't, we don't have a, like a tax. We don't have a lot of paperwork, insurance, that kind of stuff. That was really big, difficult, and really hard. And I don't have a lot of friends to help me or teach me the life. Just I got a little bit of support from the IRC or some of my friends. But honestly, that was really hard. And my English was not good at that time because I was not translator back in Afghanistan. I was a commando right. and worked together with the U.S. Uh, special for shoulder by shoulder. And that was really difficult. That was a difficult life in Virginia. Uh, and wouldn't and I read somewhere about like other families not being okay with their kids yeah. playing with your kids. Yeah, do for yeah. Uh, then I moved to public housing and public housing, and Mike they were always throw their damper, their trash front of my door, and and they not let my kid to play with their kid, and especially the kid they were always fighting my kid, and. That was very difficult and really hard. I one day to call my oldest brother and I told him, I'm not happy from the life here in America. I want to come back to Afghanistan, and he told me we are happy. To you are safe with your family, just stay there. Don't if you come here, they will know. If I go back to Afghanistan, they will kill me. Then he not let me to go back to uh, Afghanistan, and I called my mom and my mom told me the same thing, and they said just. One day your life will be okay. Just stay there, stay for yourself, and stay for your wife and kid. We are happy for you to your safe. We are not worried. We that true. We miss you. You were away from Afghanistan, but that true. You were safe. Just stay there. <clears throat> and that kind of thing make me very hard. Try like a <clears throat> the work to make money, not enough money to support the family, and not happy from the neighborhood. And that was very difficult. Then I spoke to my youngest brother. He's in India. He live in India. I told him, hey, my mom and brother did not let me to go back to Afghanistan. I want to come here. And he told me, it's a safe, but it's uh, not cheap to live in India. If you don't have a big business or that kind of job. Then, <clears throat> excuse me, I was lucky to find... Uh, um, I was at work one night. I came to home. I, when I turn on the TV, I saw a job on one movie. Then that was hard for me to find. Next time when I came from, I was off from work. I saw him in his live show, Mr. Jeff. And when I saw him, I told my wife, hey, he's Mr. Jeff. I know him. We worked together for a long time. He, one of my best friends. And then I was really happy. I text Mr. Jeff. Hey, Jeff, this is Wally from Afghanistan. Um, uh, by you know my Facebook page by Muhammad Wali and he was know me from uh, by Wali and 
the other guys worked for Mr. Jab, and he said and uh, come to Mr. Jab. Uh, Jab, the other guy by the name was Muhammad Wali, and he said, "Hey, I know you from Afghanistan." First, he was thinking, "I don't know who is Muhammad Wali." Yeah. And then I, I had a, I sent a picture. Me and Mr. Jab, we took that picture together in Afghanistan. When he saw that picture, he was here like I'm killed in Afghanistan. He saw that picture. Oh, it's Wally. And then he <laughs> texts me, hey, we are you? Uh, when I send him a message, I'm in America. I live here in America. Now I'm in America. Then he said, send me your address and the phone number. I sent my phone number. He called me. When he called me, I told him a little bit the story. Then he said, when you available to come visit us here in Utah? I, because I was a cashier, I said I can talk to my uh, owner and maybe as soon as possible. He's, I spoke to my owner and then he made a ticket for me from Virginia here to Utah. I came to Utah. He picked up me, uh, bring me to company. And I was uh, first time I was uh, here for one week. I just stay on Mr. Jobs' house. And when I come here, even uh, and I meet Evan and Matt. I know Evan. Mr. Evan, he's also the owner of the company, and Matt, I know them from Afghanistan. He must, I meet Mr. Jeff here. and Just for those of you listening, <coughs> he's he's talking about Black Rifle Co- yes. Coffee yes. Company. Yes, sorry, yeah, and, yeah, and Black Rifle Coffee Company. Mm-hmm. And, and Jeff Kirkham. Yeah, Jeff Kirkham and Evan Hafer and Matt, and I know them from Afghanistan, and I was not know uh, they're together right now here in okay. Utah, and they made the Black Rifle Copy Company, and when I came here, and he, I saw Mr. Evan, Evan Hafer here, and hey, <laughs> they're really happy because they were here. I, I'm killing Afghanistan. They were know because we were together. They know what we done back uh, in Afghanistan. Then I saw their home. I was spend some time in with their family and here with the Black Rifle Copy Company with Mr. Evan, Matt, with some other good friend here and they told me, well, they just go back and bring your family here. I called my wife, I changed them and I found my best friend here, Mr. Jeff Kirkham and Evan Hafer and Matt and they promised me, okay, we help you about the housing here and give you the job here and no worry about the what uh, hard life do uh, you had in America, and that was true. When I went back to uh, Virginia, just in two three weeks, they called me. Hey, and this is your house, and this is the address, and this is the school for your kid. And oh my gosh! <laughs> and I pick up my wife, kids, and I bring the family here to Utah. I before I move from Virginia. I had a house, and they have all furniture, dishes, blanket, everything for all my family. And that was a big support from the Black Rifle Copy Company, especially from Mr. Jeff Kirkham and Evan Harper and Matt and the rest of the friend here. And I was here for a short time, then they gave me a job here. I start work here. Honestly, Black Rifle is the best place for the work. Is that I never... Trust me, one day I was here until 2 o'clock. It took a... Um, I never feel tired here in a black rifle. We have a very good teamwork here. We respectful, respect each other. Even uh, today, uh, I went out. 
I have a when I came when I start work here at the Black Rifle Copy Company, and after that, some of my friends in Afghanistan they heard Wally he's together with Mr. Jeff and Evan and Matt, and they called me, hey, we got a visa, we wanna come to Utah. I said, yeah, and I share with uh, my team here with uh, Mr. Jeff and Evan and Matt, and they said, yeah, sponsor him here in Utah. We gave them a job, and I told him, yeah, come to Utah. I gave them the address, and they come here. And some, most of them, they are not speak English, uh, but the and we happy the um, everybody is happy from the Afghan commando work here in a black rifle copy company, and we all we really happy from the all the leadership of company, all the employee. We have we are not um, feeling like we are working for the company. We are thinking like this is our family. We have a good relationship, friendship, help each other always, you know. Like I said, there's a lot of paperwork. We are not worried about that. Like every time, like when we have something that we not know, especially the people, uh, the rest of the commando, they're no, new here. They're always bring their paperwork. Anybody, when they stop someone, hey, I need the help. Everybody's welcome to help. So you found, you found <coughs> your family in America. Yes, I found my family here in America. That's true. And I have a good family here. Is I'm not working for someone. I'm working for my family. Is a family, lovely family. Respect family. Respect each other. Help each other. Always. Even like uh, my rest of the commando. Uh, if they need the help, always like the company let them to go take care of their family and decide that because uh, they are not speak English. They told me where well, to go and help them. Always, always. Yes, uh, yesterday I support one of the my friend, and today also I support the other one. And one of my f uh, Afghan commando, he was live in uh, Lehigh, and he moved in this weekend, last weekend to Salt Lake, and just the company let me to go with them, work on their kid uh, school system to transfer the kid from the Lehigh to Utah. It's always, yeah. yeah. They're good people. You are all good, good people. Yeah. That's Especially John, he's the chief of operation for the Black Rifle Copy Company. When I go to him, hey, Mr. John, uh, or the, you know, at the Black Rifle Copy Company, beside, we have a, our guys, they are working in the print shop and the roaster, the copy roaster. And first, like a chain of command, like an army, their uh, supervisor, and they said, yeah, always just go. Take care of your family. When I go to John, and always he's saying, yeah, please help. And they're still there asking, if you guys need something from us, do we can do? And they show up. They they did. They did. And they help us. You know, I have a six uh, other Afghan commando. They're working here at the Black Rifle Cup Company. And their life is better than the rest of Afghan. They live in Utah. The reason uh, they're better, the first thing, if they have some family, before uh, the family stop, they got a big support from the Black Rifle Copy Company. And the second thing, if they have, you know, in America, if you were to work, you need to focus on your work. But uh, uh, we are lucky and happy that um, like Evan, Jeff, and Matt, and John, they they were special forces. They were marine, and they know our culture. They they were in Afghanistan, and they always helpful. They know and said, just please do it. Always, never. Uh, we are thinking like we are working for someone or any other company. And company, no, always just do support, take care of your family, and this is the 
that make us very happy. Like I said, I was one day here until two o'clock in the morning. I never feel tired. We all work from our heart. That's true. We make money that, but uh, besides the money, we have a very respectful team here. Yeah, you have people that that actually care. It changed your whole per- perception, and it will change your whole life in America. I mean, to be living in America and be considering going back to everything that you had left and yeah. it had been so hard to leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... And now to be at this point, that's, I mean, that's just incredible. That's true. Um, so there... Do you remember there was a mission you were on when you... And I'm not going to pronounce this right, but you guys went through the Ky- Kyber Pass... Do you the remember? Yes, that one. Yes. Wow, I pronounced that so not correctly. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Will you talk a little bit about that? Uh, I cannot go on detail, but just yeah, I remember. I was never slept for forty for forty eight hour. In that oh mission. my gosh! Just up. You know, for my country, for my people, um, when I was there, I done a lot of things. That's true, I done, and I'm very really happy what I did. And sometimes when I go bed, I was thinking about something that make me happy here. That's true, I'm safe here, but that make me very really happy because as a human, I didn't done just for myself or family, I done for the, all the human. When I came here to America, I saw that life, especially for the new generation, for the adult, is a big difference. And yeah, that was a big difference. And like when if you made the life back there and here is a big difference. That life is not life. Life is here. That that means they grow up in a very hard situation, low education, poor country. Um, still, there are millions of the people when they go and during the night when they go to the bed, they are thinking how can make a money to support the family. And when I done that, like your question, yeah, uh, I went across the fiber, but that means I did for the human, I did for the safety of the people. Could you describe your lowest low, like the the hardest time in your life, and how you got through it? The hardest time in um, my life when I passed the member of the family, when I passed, uh, when sorry, when I lost the member of my family, when I lost my friend, when I lost the people who were together in a combat, I saw uh, their kill. They're near me, but they're killed. That was the hardest time to lose my family and my friend. How did you? How did you get through it? And the God me gave me energy and the, the yeah, and like pass and the story when I sh- heard from the parents and uh, my oldest like from my family that gave me like always. When I joined, like uh, we have one thing, like we have a word in our country. If you wear the uniform, that mean one day you will be you will be died. You will need really to be a died. That mean, especially in that kind of country, in danger country, and like my parents or my uncle, they told me, 
yeah you wear that uniform you wear that not use your power not do anything wrong not broke the law just always thinking how can support first yourself your team your family your country your people and they told me you have a lot of hard thing in your life like I said you'll be see your friend or your body will be died or undead just don't lose your energy energy just don't go further and yeah. yeah don't go f sorry go further mm -hmm. and don't go further support the family support the country support the people support the human yeah I like that um is that would you say that that's the the best piece of advice you've been given uh that from the family and also the situation of the country will give me that advice like if for example sometime in short like a free time to watch like a news or something always listen or hear bad thing about the country or, and that kind of thing give us more power or energy to go stay strong fun of that kind of stupid thing and fight with them what um what do you what's your like your greatest wish for your children what's your greatest hope for them uh the first thing they're lucky kid they're in america right now mm -hmm. america is a country if you want to be a something you will be that means you need to work hard uh, as a father uh, i always think and i work hard for my kid like uh, my kid they were in lehigh at the school and right now they're in uh, Draper and that little bit better than used to and everyone their future will be good maybe like as a father in Afghanistan if you ask from some of the parents and they're said like my I will be happy to my kid they are come especially my son or daughter that come to be a doctor or engineer or some of the person to support the people uh, as a father everyone that to, they grow up the high education and need to be a doctor or engineer or any other work for the government yeah. something that <clears throat> continues to pay it forward something that helps other people yes yeah. yes that like, makes sense and um, sometimes I share not all of my story just a little bit of my story that mean uh, like what uh, my parents did with me and they were share some of the positive uh, always my family did the, the, the positive you know something when they pass on their life that mean uh, not like the goodest thing to they teach me how can grow up what the mm, always what that kind of meant to support the pe uh, people and always I share with my kid I was uh, a, a major at uh, the commando afghan commando but beside major i was a nice person to everyone and i helped uh, the people and i helped the country and i have a lot of pictures uh, and i show them for example i have a kit on my hat and i gave them a candy and I told them like uh, those people they were need help just i helped them you need to be in this country you need to be a, like a helpful person like what i did or what your grandfather or they did back in Afghanistan they got lucky I mean yep. with you and your wife as parents they definitely got yeah. lucky thank you so what's like what's next for you what are 
what are you working towards now? What are like your hopes for the future? <clears throat> Honestly, uh, right now I work for the Black Rifle Copy Company and just focus on my family. And my life is better than Virginia right now. My life is better than last year. I'm a hard worker person. I like I have a for what they call and and military. I have a target like a next year. I will want to my. I will be staying a little bit more on my peak. You know, the first thing, uh, the first thing uh, for myself or my family, I make a good and happy life. And besides that, uh, when I go up a little bit on my life, that means I stand on my foot. I w- like to work on my education in the future. Um, if that necessary, I would love to go back to Afghanistan. First thing, my responsibility right now here to be a good father and make a good life or future for my kid and beside that and go back to Afghanistan help the people help the family and people you know like I said my sister she was a candidate for the parliament in Afghanistan she went she got a vote but she didn't went to a parliament reason because there's a lot of corruption like a lot of that thing and I'm not I grew up in a honest family and always supporting people not working for the money not thinking about the personal stuff, just thinking always about the country and the people. Everyone to go in in the future, help those people who need the help. With who you are and everything you've done, I honestly can't can't imagine you not being able to do that. I mean, I feel like even up until this point in your life, you've made so many things that so many people might have said were impossible, like your reality, you've Mm -hmm. made them all possible. I think that as a human, we need to help each other. If you can help one or two or three person, help them and tell them help the rest of the people. I would love to, in my life, I enjoy to help the people. Even here in America, like when the commandos, they come from Afghanistan, <coughs> excuse me, they were new and they don't have the transportation and they, that was very hard and difficult for them. But they were lucky I'm here. And I was lucky I have Black Rifle Copy Company, Mr. Jeff and Evan and Matt, and they let me to go and help them. And, you know, trust me, for one week, I just, I saw my wife. I didn't saw my kid. That means I take off from, I 6.30 in the morning from home, come to work, work, and after work, go and support the family, sometime until 11, 12 o'clock at night, one of the family after that go to the second family or hanging out with them and just told them hey i know you guys all have a little bit harder time because a hard time that means like you guys start the life from the basic your families live you guys will miss the parents or the brother the family just hanging out with the family then go home like late night and uh, all the kids will sleep and come back early like a lot that happened for a week i didn't see my kids even I live in the same house, but I didn't. And I was missed kid, but I was enjoyed to support, uh, help my other friends. Yeah, because in, in Afghanistan, it was so much easier for you guys to be close and yeah. everything like that. And out here, it's I assume they feel as alone as you yeah. felt when you first moved out here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we grew up in that country. That was easy. But in here, um, if you come to the country like America, especially in America, mm-hmm. 
if you not speak English, if you come with your family, uh, you not know about the culture, not know about the people, about the law, that's really hard for uh, you. The goodest thing, if you know something, that will be a little bit easier, okay? Thank you for doing this. Thank you for, like, sitting down with me and taking the time, I mean, between your full-time job and your family and helping the rest of the community, the Afghan community that lives out here. You're a really busy man. Uh, thank you so much for your time. That call was from the uh, Afghan community here. You know, we have an Afghan community here, and I went to their meeting a few times, and they want they want me to put they want to put me on the le the leadership of the uh, like their board. Uh, yeah, and their board to help uh, because I help some of them, and they really want me to help them. And to today also we had some furniture and a black rifle copy company. I took to that community, and yeah, it's, thank you so much. That's really wonderful. Thank you. This is. I learn a ton from everybody I interview, and it helps me to become a better person as well. And I've learned so much from you. So just thank you for, for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. Sorry, you know, English is my second language. <laughs> well, you that's knowing learned. five languages, I mean, this is, <laughs> your English is is fantastic. Thank you. So, yeah, right. Especially improved that English in the last three or four years. <laughs> that's when you learned English was four, you started learning English four years ago? Yeah. Yeah, your English is incredible. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Thank Likewise. You.